Hello, my friends, and welcome to Greg McCain's Don't Overthink It podcast. I am Greg McCain, and this is episode three, Lost in the Sheets. It's a little bit different from episodes one and two in that it's, rather than being short uh, short stories as the two previous episodes were, this is a series, or no, a collection of spoken word. I suppose collectively tells a story. You be the judge. Uh, so remember to like and comment and share so that uh, this podcast doesn't get lost in the ether. Let other people find it through the algorithms when you like and share and comment. I love you without knowing. I love you like the rain that nourishes the flower's fragrance, filling my nose, my mouth, my skin with sweet senses. I softly strum and stroke each petal, coaxing the bud to emerge and give up its sweet nectar. It is in this tight hold that the bud explodes in pain and pleasure. New growth pushes on the walls, on the stamen, releasing its seed into the dampness of earth. I love you like the rain that penetrates deep into the soil, lifting up the smell of the dirt, filling me, grounding me, as uncomplicated and natural as growth in spring. But as the gentle rains quickly complicate into a storm, I love you as the dark clouds which bring the floods, washing away all that is not tied down, eroding what is not rooted. After the flood, I love you as the familiar terrain yet altered, changing how we navigate this love. I love you without knowing my way nor how long it will take for me to get back to you. Ultimately, I love you as the soil loves the water and absorbs it, nourishing new life from what was left for dead. Lost in the sheets. Sunday morning, sun shining through the slats of the closed blinds, our heads on respected pillows, we face each other's sleep encrusted eyes as wakefulness slowly encroaches, sending our legs to find the others and tangle like vines where my yearning, born from dreams of you, now seeks your heat and finds it sliding between your thighs, but not yet entering you as your hand finds it and holds it in a gentle grip. My hands. Find the tender mounds of your behind and push you deeper into me, pulling the bed sheets, closing your shoulders and back as well as mine, so my hands slide up from your fleshy cheeks to the tautness of your back and the roundness of your shoulders while your stroking awakens in me the desire to taste your tongue on mine as we take up where we left off deep into last night, only interrupted by the stupor of physical exhaustion and dopamine depletion. 
But now with our pleasure centers replenished, you guide me into you deeper and slower and more cocksure with my mouth tasting the sweat we had generated into the early hours, which is now mixed into the other's pores. After years of knowing the most intimate zones and fantasies, it still arouses us to find those spots on the other's body where earthly existence fades along with the mundane day-to-day -day chores that make up life still. We have never settled into that so common rut where the other is taken for granted because we always look forward to getting lost in the sheets together. The intimacy of sharing our most mundane thoughts has made me want you more and more. We talk about the weather, the shitty co-worker who stole your yogurt, how my screaming at the modem makes you sad, how your photography touches me deeply, about what is wrong with you that you don't like jazz. There is an intimacy in this, a ritual that leads to physically connecting, recharging our energy. The spark of your skin rekindling my spirit a deep kiss from me sending you on a discovery. An intimate touch and we enter each other. There are no longer defined boundaries between your flesh and mine. Bodies seeking to be together, to soften, melt, weld into one. Moments of intimacy so intense that time is perceived as the feeble, useful fiction that it is. We fall asleep entangled in the other, awaken to soft kisses and new explorations. Coffee and food become the excuse for us to pull our bodies apart, but the longing lingers over their aromas. Once physically nourished, return to the soul nurturing of caressing, tickling, kissing, gazing, feeling the deep penetration of passion, the release of sexual tension, then spooning in that way that feels like a perfect fit. My body embracing yours, yours pulling in mine. Mundane obligations force us apart. Work, study, shopping, life, we drift through these with a sex-fulfilled days, but it slowly gets drained. As a remote recharge, in my moments away from you, I imagine my essence basking in yours, and I make note throughout the day of the mundanities I will contribute later when we next meet for that intimacy of sharing. I love you completely, while feeling completely loved. Not bad poetry love like I've written for others, but deep level molecular love, which every poet sets out to describe and is in the very search by which humanity is defined. A love so rare and yet so universally dreamed of, a love that, while in it, deconstructs desire, but destroys desire when displeased and heightens when denied. A love possessed and that possesses 
So the distance and absence are ripped apart like atoms in a collider, smashing all sensibility, making the quantum leap that bends time's hands. Ours is a love which makes no demands nor expectations, but settles in and comforts. Love that collides with reality and binds us together eternally. The waking, working life disrupts, but we had each other's arms to come to come home to, disrupting the status quo and its demands. Your love completes me, but leaves me wanting more, an insatiable desire which each day crests and falls. Our love never wanes, but rests in the comfort of knowing we love each other completely while feeling completely loved. Hindsight stabs at my heart. They say it conquers all. It has defeated me, leaving me only desire to feed on. I attempt to rise, but the desire consumes me. I must let go. I can't let go. Fall. 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 Driven by the need to reunite, perhaps it was a journey I should not have taken. Hindsight stabs at my heart. No regrets for the nights together, only for the earlier ones spent apart before distance came between us. Perhaps those spent together were never really meant for me. Those kisses, tongues, caress, probe, search, hope. You smile, lifting my happiness to ecstasy when you ask me to rest on top of you. My gravity cradled in your warmth, your sweetness, your smile. Or while on the floor, holding you, listening to box variations, lovingly interpreted by a man driven mad by obsession to beauty. The distance, the circumstances turning the possibility of us into impossible folly. The desire consumes me. I must let go. I can't let go. Fall. Fall. The overwhelming feeling of you. I awaken to the overwhelming feeling of you next to me in my embrace, bodies fitting perfectly. As I grow more awake, I realize you're not there and the feeling of wanting you grows deeper. The day progresses and my mind dances to the rhythms of the memories of you. Playful kisses of tongues strumming, hair dangling down, entertaining my nose, hands moving to the melody of your curves. We weave the notes of the possibility of us. Your voice and tones in a half-playful whisper, What do you want from me? In this I hear your longing for... Uh, an end to... I respond with the cliched refrain, I want us both to love like we've never been hurt, and in the pulse of every moment we sort of do, or rather we sort of did. 
each night as I go to bed, I try to think about new songs, but nothing measures up to the possibility of us. I drift to sleep with your smile, your laugh, lilting through my dreams, and I awaken to the overwhelming feeling of you. But after a thousand plus nights of this, it's different. Something has shifted. In a dream, perhaps, or a forgotten nightmare. As sleep leaves me, the muscle memory of you by my side turns to vague longing and then to a memory out of place, like a song that I didn't particularly like from far-off post-high school days heard three decades later. Wrapped in a tenuous nostalgia. That song had emotional baggage, now nebulous, from unrequited love and a muscle memory, mostly from repetitive wrist movements. I look around, but it's you I can't replace. I go through my day resisting the right thing to do, which would be to process the two memories, look for a pattern as to why I feel so cold and I long for your embrace. But who the fuck wants to do that? As I get older, getting drunk becomes less of a good option, but still remains an option for good or ill. The liver, kidneys, eyes, skin, muscles, brain cells, don't rebound like the glory days of 4 a.m. bar closings and being able to sleep for 12 hours. The upside, as if there is one, is that the aches and stiffness from the morning after distract the muscles from those memories that have no business lingering around. Loving like we've never been hurt is also less of an option. It's like the phantom pain of a missing limb. The more traumatic the act severing it, the more intense the specter of pain and the less the ability or willingness to let go. Burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. So the loving grows more tentative. Bonding with another is a delusion left to the religious and their messiah. Crucify me once, shame on... If only lust would also die in tandem with the insight that love is a delusion. I find myself flirting with women less than half my age. The buzzkills in knowing exactly how they will respond and being discouraged when they exactly do. Can't be anything but uneven when all their emotional shit can be predicted, not because they're shallow, at least not any more than I was at their age. Every vow you break, every smile you fake, every claim you stake, they can still love like they haven't been hurt. I just don't want to be an early experience of pain for them. But guys their own age do that. Except the one who broke with expectations and stole my heart. For a short while, anyway. I was tender with her. And she was a ball buster. Emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. Endearing herself to me eternally. Quickly, being tender became patronizing. We're not equals. She's clearly my superior. We allow for the breaking of each other's hearts. Ultimately, it comes down to simple mathematics. In 20 years, she'll be 45, and I will have been dead five years of natural causes. <laughs> that was our joke, anyway. The real reason? There came the day when we both knew that it, it, it had run its course, and we ended it amicably. No severed limbs. When she and I are done, I again long for my mind dancing to the rhythms 
of the memory of you. I try to conjure the cadences, but they fade before any authentic celebration can grow beyond ambiguity. The possibility of us is stuffed, along with the emotional gear of high school wet dreams, a failed marriage, one night stands, friends with benefits, explorations. I put it out of my mind, the possibility that we were only that, a venture between friends solely for our selfish benefit. The possibility of us fades to the underwhelming feeling that life is measured in disappointments. I wish I had the moves like Pablo Neruda, who professed that these are the last words that I will write of her. I'm not that sure of myself. But he also said, loving is short, forgetting long. And so I still at times awaken to the overwhelming feeling of you. We, all alone, seeking. I, alone, all, alone. We, all alone, seeking. Alone, seeking another. I, meaning we, seeking to be alone with another who is alone. Two together is two alone together seeking meaning. We seek meaning, meaning that I alone seek meaning, but seek another who is alone to find meaning. Two alone together finding meaning in what it means to be together, but needing to be alone in order to understand what we means. Two alone together finding meaning in being together, but still being altogether alone, ultimately alone, eternally alone. Alone before birth, alone in the womb, but tied umbilically to another, till birth rips us apart. Once again alone, seeking to be back together to the moment of death. The intervening loneliness of life is filled with seeking meaning together with others, but ultimately alone. I alone in understanding my meaning, you alone in understanding yours. I alone all alone we all alone seeking Thank you for listening to episode three, Lost in the Sheets, of Greg McCain's Don't Overthink It podcast. Please like, comment, and follow so that you don't miss the next episodes.